Last question. This one's this one should be easy for you. Who is a better rider, you or Ryan? <laughs> 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 Welcome to the Major League Eventing Podcast, the show for eventing fans by eventing fans. And we'd like to thank our sponsor, Running Good Equestrian, for sponsoring this episode of the Major League Eventing Podcast. Mm-hmm. Karen, Christmas is coming, Hanukkah is coming, the holidays are coming, people need gifts. What better gift? Uh, this is absolutely perfect. Um, it. I got to wear it. Uh, I went to a local show. Uh, it was actually in the 20s. 20s. Ugh. For frozen. And you know me. If it's 90 degrees out, I'm still under a blanket. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was actually the warmest person there. Awesome. Um, everyone's all bundled up and uh, hats and scarves and gloves and everything. And they were still freezing. And I was actually nice and toasty. Awesome. Um easy to get in and out i had my boots on kept them on the whole time and didn't have to worry about getting anything stuck in velcro because it's actually magnetic pretty cool it was really cool a lot of people loved it awesome awesome so listen get on readingcodeequestrian.com use promo code mle40 to save 40 bucks that's big bucks mm-hmm. 40 big bucks so mle40 to save some dinero karen yes as i like to say yes so, <laughs> guys, thanks again for a good question. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you. So, as everyone's been listening, we've been promoting the Bringing Safety to the Forefront Clinic. Put together, it's a collabo, collabo, Karen, right? Mm-hmm. With, yes. With uh, Danny Warrington, uh, Land Safe Equestrian, Buck Davidson, get a cross-country lesson. A couple of them. A couple, a couple of them. And dinner, cooked, cooked by, by Buck. Chef Buck. Yeah. And um, Mike Pilato. Mike Pilato going to put together the, the, the physical training stuff. So if you want to learn more about this, you can listen back to the Danny Warrington interview we just did not turn on to mm-hmm. Karen. And you can sign up by going on LandStaffEquestrian.com, sign up there, or Karen, now mm-hmm. available. On EventClinics.com. On EventClinics.com. Awesome. So get on out there, guys. Get your safety on. Looks like it's going to be a good time. So another good holiday gift, Karen. Yes. So on today's uh, Major League Eventing podcast, we like to welcome uh, Lillian Hurt, four-star eventer. Awesome, Lillian! Thank you. Welcome to the show. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Awesome. We're so excited to have you finally. Yes. You know what's funny? I well, I'm always at your barn, <laughs> and you're never, and I never run into you. So. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I rent this barn from uh, from Boyd, and it's sort of like a 15 minute hack from his ring. So the best place to run into me is over at the riding right. ring. <laughs> so back in the barn, the girls are tacking up the next horse and bringing it over to me. So, so it's kind of funny because I'll, I'll, I'll walk in there and I'll do a little handyman work for Boyd every once in a while. And, and I'll walk in and some of your girls know me already. And uh, and it's just funny because I've never actually, we've actually never met in person. I don't think, Karen. Have we? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> nice to meet you finally. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice to meet you too. <laughs> so where are you at right now? So um, I live in Cochranville, Pennsylvania um, with Ryan Wood. And I'm actually in the office of our house right now. And that's like five minutes from my barn, which is <clears throat> attached to Endura. 
um, it's like, I mean, you could basically walk, run there if you want, if you want awesome. to nice. it's super convenient, great location. Yeah. That's pretty cool. We we were like, I was just saying, you know, I kind of do a little work out there and you know that your, your barn has been like totally re redone from re, repurposed from like an old, I think it originally was a hospital and then it was a schoolhouse and now yes. it's yeah, so um, it was a. It, I I don't know a lot about its past history, but when we when Boyd bought it, it was sort of an old kind of Montessori school, um, and he has slowly re made it into a barn. But the funny part is, it still sort of looks exactly like a school. Yes. Yeah, it does. <laughs> like my tack rooms in the staff kitchen. Yeah. Like the staff kitchen. My bathroom has like bathroom stalls. Like it's a actual school bathroom. <laughs> it's sort of hilarious, but it's actually an awesome barn. Like Boyd's done it top notch. Yeah. And on top of that, you know, it was meant as a building meant to like keep little kids safe and warm. So like my horses are, you know, it's got awesome insulation. It's really cool in the summer, warm in the winter. It's it's a really great barn. Yeah. And shockingly, you know, nice and quiet, <clears throat> even though it's close to a road and close to Endura, which always things are going on there. But you hack through the woods, and we've got our own, like, little private oasis over there. Yeah, I like it there. Mm-hmm. I think great. it's nice. We, we always like to ask, how did our – how did you get into – Riding and 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 and, and reinventing and, and all this stuff. Like, take us back to the origin story. So, um, I grew up in Poolsville, Maryland, and my before my parents had me, they moved from New York City, and uh, I think my dad had a job sort of in D.C., but they wanted to live outside the city, so they bought this little eight-acre um, old farmhouse that had a sort of a hay barn. Um, attached to it and then they thought oh you know it'll be great we should get two horses like they didn't really know anything about horses um so they they went uh to the classified section of the newspaper and bought two horses out of there unbroke a tennessee walker and then i think a quarter a quarter horse a tennessee walker showed up and she was she was pregnant like it was just like hilarious they had no idea what they were doing so anyways that was sort of what started all we ended up kind of having some horses at home and then taking riding lessons um, and, uh, you know, got really involved with the local pony club. And my pony club was very heavy into eventing. That was like what all the kids did. So it sort of just started there and I loved it and kind of never looked back. Um, Sort of went up to, uh, I got my B and then, And then got so into the eventing that I could sort of um, didn't end up finishing up to my A. But but I loved Pony Club, met, had a lot of good friends through it, and and got really into the eventing through it. My I was a part of Seneca Valley Pony Club, and they run an event. Oh in yeah, Pittsville. Seneca, that's a great <laughs> yeah, pony that club. is a good one. Yeah, that's one of our favorite yeah. events. That's too. That's also very yeah. Good. And we like could always you know we had the Pony Clubbers can always go cross country school there whenever they want, and it's. It, there was like great resources for us in that pony club. Yeah, that's a great pony club. Mm-hmm. I felt bad this year. We got rained out right in the middle of cross country day. I well, know. I, guess I know. It was, it I felt bad. to a lot of events. This is the year of rained out events for sure, for sure. So yeah. as you kind of came up, you went through pony club and then you, you, you did some pretty interesting work in student stints. Can you talk about some of these big names that you worked for as you were? Yeah. So I, um, I started my first working student job was with Jan Binney. I bought a horse from her and, and then sort of went 
after my first year of college, I, and in the summers, went and worked for her every summer um, and had a blast and learned a lot. <clears throat> she had a big job to toughen me up and teach me how to work hard and all that. <laughs> um, and it was awesome. I don't think if I hadn't gone to her, um, I don't think. I would be where I am today. Like she was the one that like taught me what doing this for real was like, you know, and giving me that, you know, Jan, if, if she's a lot of things, but without a doubt, she's probably one of the most driven people I've ever met. And she put that, she puts that into anybody that works for her, you know, this like, you're going to keep going until you get this, like you got to work hard, but there's no giving up. Like she, she put that into me. So, and you need that with this sport. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's really awesome. I'm a big fan of her. Willing to get back up when you fall down. Um, and then after Jan, I worked for Silva Martin, um, and then Boyd sort of stopped working, left Phillips and started his own gig with Sylvan. So then I sort of started, you know, became Boyd's, uh, I was his first employee in America and was his groom for a while, which was sort of hilarious. And then <laughs> I worked for Boyd for years and then I went overseas and um, worked for Carol G at Fern Hill Sport Horses, which was an awesome experience and a whole different sort of side yeah. of of the sport, you know, learning how to produce and sell horses and picking out top quality horses. Uh, That's really cool. Yeah, and then I worked for a couple different people in England, Tim Rustbridge, who's a Kiwi eventer, um, and then a jump. I worked in a jumper yard. Um, for a little while and then I came back home and that's when I actually started like having a <laughs> those were all like working student positions oh, wow. where you aren't getting paid anything <laughs> and you're just like desperate to just learn uh, that's why you know these these days these kids are always like well I want to be working soon I'll do it for two months and then I'd like a paid position I'm always like I was a working student for 10 years yeah. what are you guys talking about <laughs> but um <clears throat> and then when I came back to the states I I started working at Bascule Farm, which is where I really like um, established my my business, which I have now today. Gotcha. Hmm. That's awesome, man. You've been yeah. around. That's awesome. I've been everywhere. How'd you like the, the time in Europe? Was that? It was cool? awesome. I <clears throat> Ireland. I had like a blast. Like it was very good for learning about horses. I found my four star horse there at Carroll's, um, and it was also really fun. Like the Irish people are just like always up for fun and so mm -hmm. friendly. I was never like lacking a friend, you know, cool. the Irish are the coolest people. Um, <clears throat> and England was really cool too. The weather, it was a very, very rainy year. Again, like every event got canceled that or abandoned as they call it, which I always laughed at that word. <laughs> yeah, I can't that. that sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah. Like abandoned. Um, you just imagine but, tumbleweeds. But I didn't get through. to the event much, but, but it was it was really cool. I I wouldn't trade that experience. You know, it's really tough. I think it's a hard thing to like you're you go out and you're all alone and you can be a little lonely, a little nerve wracking, and all that. So I think I'm glad I went when I was older. Like I'd already worked for a ton of people and knew how to work really well. Um, but it it was very very valuable for my education. So what made you come back to the states instead of staying? Or like is that was that just not an option? So or? I could have stayed. Um, I kind of, I, I got, I got lucky and got like a visa through Ireland that was going to, that could have lasted three years, which was pretty unusual. And then I could go to England or wherever I wanted because of that, you know, because of the EU. But, um, 
I sort of felt like I was just going to keep having like my one horse and working for someone and learning from them, which was really good. But I wanted to start um, having multiple horses and making actual money and getting a business kind of established. And I knew I wasn't going to do that over there. So I needed to come home and like actually kind of start laying the groundwork for having a bigger like business. That's scary Mm -hmm. to say, all right, now, now I'm trying to, now I'm going to do this. I know I, it's a, I think a lot of kids struggle with the decision. When is it time to go out on my own? Like I know I see kids struggling with it now. And I even felt like, you know, when is it time? I, I felt like I wasn't ready. Like you work for people long enough and you get very, it feels very safe to just let them help you make all the decisions, right. you know, and you all have that job, whether no matter what, you know, it's, you don't, but to go out on your own, you've got one horse and you're like, I've got zero clients. Uh, how am I going to make money? Like that's yeah. a, that's a, and that, that's why, um, Vascule Farm and Dick and Julie Hagen, who, um, I know they're like family friends and Julie was my first riding instructor back in Poolsville. They were critical because they said, here, come to my barn. You can be the head instructor and teach all the students that we already had. I mean, they have like a 60 person boarding barn. So they go here, here are all these students so you teach walk them into... and build your business. Like if you only have one horse, that's fine. If you have two, if you have three, like we're going to fit them all in, you know, event, I went from just having one horse in their boarding barn and teaching lessons to, basically having one of the barns on their property full of my horses wow. and my wow. clients, you know? That's awesome. Um, and it gave me a space where I had the ability to grow and and learn how to teach. I mean, when I went there, I really hadn't taught very much. I mean, I taught a lot of Pony Club, but, like, um, really teaching people, that's that's a skill that has to be learned. So it, it gave me that, that ability to learn that there, which is now kind of a critical part of how I make money, which is teaching clinics. So... So Julie, even though she taught me how to post the trot when I was, you know, probably uh, six, she also taught me how to how to make money when yeah. I was twenty eight. Well, that's awesome. That's something that we asked awesome. a lot. Of, we, we were just yeah. talking. To, we just yeah. interviewed Jenny Karras uh, just just a little bit ago, and she's actually. You know, she's on her own. You know, Jenny, I'm, I'm sure. Yes, she's on her yeah. own. And she's talking about she's trying to get the means together and to, to get to go work for Carol um, over in, at, at uh, Fremont. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so you can hear her kind of struggling with that now a little bit. Not struggling, <laughs> but, you know, she wants to go. And I think that the, the dog, I love it. <laughs> Sorry, my dogs are barking. That's okay. No, we got our dog laying here at our feet, too. We're waiting for him to start scratching or barking. <laughs> Somebody clo- close the car door outside. That's all it takes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But now I appreciate you sharing that because that's that's a that's a really nice strategy for people to say, hey, is there a uh, is there a, uh, a you know a friend that had a place that you know uh, where they can teach and kind of right step exactly. into a little bit of income? Yeah, that's I think birth. that's the best way because if you just say, okay, I'm going to take my one horse and my you know maybe you have like a lady that sent you a horse to sell so you've got two horses and you're going to go rent a barn like how are you gonna make money you yeah. know like, right. so, you and really that's generally it. what is faced with these these kids are faced with yeah um that that decision so uh that that's they worked for me anyway um no, and it's awesome. it, it was a great it was a great stepping stone and then eventually i was able to um leave bascule and move up here and i had my own you know whole full barn and I still go back and teach there and 
Dick and Julie are still like supporting me by like That's you know awesome. saying come down teach a clinic you know that sort of thing. So That's it was it was a great place yeah. to be. Well, I think I mean huh. we know some young people that have come up the ranks, and it's fun. And then when you see that you know they've made it and you had a hand in helping, that's that's mm-hmm. fantastic. So yeah, so yeah. You're talking about the current business. What? So you just mentioned you you do a lot of clinics. What is you know Lillian Hurdy Venning today? What is your actual business? Uh, <laughs> you know what type? Yeah. Of so I've you? got um, you know a couple competition horses. I wish I had more. Um, of course, everybody does. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then I've got a few students that board their horses at my barn, mostly like 18 to 22 year olds. They're in college nearby, or I even have one that flies in. Um, and they're like trying to be, be like serious young rider, um, like, you know, competitive riders. So, um, that's, that's kind of like a quarter of, of my business. And then I've got a few sales horses. I do a good bit of sales. Um, and then the clinics, that's kind of the final piece of it. How many clinics? So basically every way that you can make money with horses. Yeah. <laughs> don't turn it down. Do you, do you have a pretty full clinic schedule or do you have room for adding clinics if people? I definitely have some room. It's, I have a crew in Kentucky that I go to and teach once a month um and they like fill up the whole year pretty quick like they they take one weekend out of a month and then another weekend is normally competing maybe another one so you kind of if you want a clinic with me it's good to kind of contact me early and then i can pencil you into one of the weekends i've heard your clinics are fantastic anyway it's getting full yeah i have a great time that like i said i taught so many people you know at basculum like i can really I, I have experience with it. You know, where a lot of riders, they haven't spent as much time teaching. They've spent a lot of time riding. So, um, anyways, I've, I have fun doing clinics. It's, it's, and you're a pony club good. person. So, if there's pony club people out right. there, then you can, you, you know, what, exactly. You yeah. know, that little like, bit of difference, nuance that pony club. Yeah, can. exactly. Exactly. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. So, Lillian, uh, we started a new segment. It's called, well, it was called the Lightning Round. Um, it's five questions. We're just going to spitfire them to you. Um, this is the quick. Well, we got we last last episode we asked people, right, Karen, mm-hmm. to help us rename this because it's more than just a lightning round. So, Karen, what did what did we get? Uh, we got an email from uh, Rachel, and she suggested calling it the quick fire questions. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hard hitters. Hard hitters. This sounds, this sounds intense. So my right. answers are supposed to be quick, too? Is that- <laughs> uh, however you want to take them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Your favorite rider when growing up? Oh, um, I guess Jan Binney. Nice. Okay. Good answer. Okay. If you can ride any horse, past or present, who would it be? Oh, geez. Um... God, I don't know. That's Hard a tough hitters. one. Hard hitters. Um, <laughs> you can pass if you don't have one. I'm, I'm, I, all the all the best horses look so hard to ride. I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I would pick? I'd probably pick one of those like very famous dressage horses because. Like I will never get to ride a horse that gets to do that knows how to do those things. You know. Yeah. Like. But those are the, that's I want to know what that feels like. I don't. I've jumped a few horses that can jump really big. They can gallop fast. But awesome dressage. No, I want to know what that feels like. Awesome. Um, dog or cat person? Oh, dog. No. As dog. you heard, heard earlier. <laughs> yeah. My dog barking. Uh, Good answer. 
favorite event to compete at? Uh, Kentucky. No question about that. Cool. Nice. Okay. Last question. This one's this one should be easy for you. Who is a better rider, you or Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we both have our strengths. <laughs> Diplomatic and come on, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> I'm hoping to trick you up on that one a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Always a diplomat over here. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, so and that, that concludes. That's it. The yeah. quick fire questions. Awesome. You survived. Okay, well, I don't think I excelled, but I, <laughs> I was able to participate. A solid B. A solid B. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, Lillian, if you could give any advice to a young rider wanting to make it in this uh, business, what would it be? Um. You know, I get that. I get asked that question a lot, actually, um, and I had to give that advice a lot because that's I'm um, basically, you know, training a lot of young riders that potentially want to make it, make it in the business. And I think the most valuable trait to have, like the one that separates the people who make it from the people that don't make it, is the ability to work hard. Um, which, you know, sounds, that's almost a boring answer. Everybody knows that's important, but I mean, work really hard. Like this sport is not for the week, yeah. the week yeah. of heart. Like this is like freaking hard work. <laughs> um, and that's not, that doesn't have to be something you're born with. Like you can train yourself to be a hard worker. You can be, you can, you know, the first time you have a job, it, it feels insane. You're like, what do you mean we have to wake up every day and go at 7 a.m.? That's insane. You know, that. what do you mean? And then you learn that until you can't even sleep past 6 a.m. if you try because mm-hmm. you, every day, you're just, at, you know. So it can be a learned trait. But I think, um, you know, I've had a lot of kids come through my barn to try and be working students that sort of haven't lasted very long. Um, I think it's that moment where you think I can't do this anymore. I'm exhausted. This is insane. It's way too hard to work. Like you've just got to push through that because if you quit then, then you're done. Yeah. Like if you think, Oh, this job is too hard. I'll go find an easier one. You won't like this. These jobs are hard. And if you think it's going to be easier when you're not working for somebody else, you'll never get to that point because you didn't make it working for somebody and learning all the things you have to work, you know, you have to do like, it's just hard work, and, and that's what – it's not I'm the best person at seeing a distance to a jump. I'm the best person at sitting the trot or getting a horse on the bit or getting a naughty horse to jump a corner. Not, those are useful skills, but they are, like, so minuscule compared to I'm going to show up every day when the sun rises, and I'm not going to leave till long after the sun sets. Like, that's what is the actual valuable skill to be good at this and probably good at most things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's critical. And I think uh kids need to like keep that in their head because if if they leave it up to somebody else to make them do it, it's not like if you call your I I think I've said this before, but if you call your mom, she's gonna tell you that it's okay not to not to keep going, you know. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. gonna say, Oh, okay, honey, just come home. They're working you way too hard. How can they make make you work that hard? That's not fair. Come home, you know, like don't listen to your mom. (laughs) (laughs) Working. (laughs) That's my advice. Yeah, I think, I think, I think you're you're right. right. And then be, you know, if you, you have to have the, the, 
the work is incredible for eventing. And eventing is the hardest sport. It really is. And I think that, yeah. I mean, I've never, I don't, I haven't been around a lot of dressage barns or anything, but those are like single discipline barns and eventing. Right. There's just, it's, it's triple the work. It's triple the, you know, triple everything. So you know, triple much the saddles to clean. <laughs> that you have to work on. And then just taking care of animals is just, it's, it's never stops. Yep. Yeah. It's, especially at, at in great numbers, which is what, you know, it kind of takes to be successful at this is to have, you can't just have three horses. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, what's tough too, about the sport. Like yeah. going back to when you were going out on your own, it's like you start off, you have one horse, you have, you know, uh, w- what tack you have. But I mean, if you're working for other people, you're usually using a lot of their stuff and exactly. You, you, you're starting all the you, stuff you have to get. Yeah. And then once that horse gets hurt, then all of a sudden you're not eventing for a year. Right. Yeah. And it's just, it can be, it's got a lot of ups and downs. Heck that's yeah. For sure. mm-hmm. Yeah. So got to be tough. That's for sure. <laughs> that's right. You got to be tough. So uh, we always like to, as we kind of start winding things down, we always like to ask about any uh, supporters or sponsors that you'd like to shout out to that, that kind of help keep the Lillian J. Hurd eventing operation running smooth over there. Yeah. So I've got some awesome sponsors. Um, my, I ride in DK saddles, which are sort of relatively unknown in the event world, but, check them out because they're like completely different from any saddle you have ever ever heard of like Hmm. just go to the website look them up you're gonna be like what i've never heard of this and it's they're awesome dk saddles yeah it's Hmm. very specialized saddle fitting like very specialized different from other saddles so um they're awesome i'm um sponsored by success equestrian which are saddle pads and none finer on my leather tack Great value, great product. Um, higher higher care leather standards. It's tack cleaner. It's this like it's like perfume. It smells so good. So if you want your tack room to smell delicious, I <laughs> recommend and your tack to look good. Um, <clears throat> Equistro has some awesome products. Check them out online. Uh, Tucci tall boots. I ride in those. Nice. If you ever have problems with your zippers falling down while you're riding, Tucci has the problem sorted out. So check that out. And then, um, BRL for some supplements and frilly Phillies bonnets for, you know, looking flash while you're going around the dressage ring. So those are my sponsors and they're all great. And the products are really good. Most of them I like chose because I already had bought all their stuff and liked it so much and then said, Hey, I write in all your stuff. Do you want to be my sponsor? You don't even have to give me the stuff because I've already bought yeah. it. <laughs> so uh, they're products I really stand behind. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. That sounds really cool. We're going to check out those DK saddles. Check it yeah, out. Definitely. You'll be shocked. Do they have like, uh, uh, just, do they have your saddles uh, on the, uh, do they have eventing saddles or are they all custom? You tell them what you want and they kind of build it. <laughs> So they are basically um, the tree is adjustable, not by you. Like the saddle fitter has this big like contraption that like um, squeezes the tree so you can make it narrow or wide depending on where your horse is at. And then they have air panels, two panels sort of up by the withers and then two panels that are the back of the saddle that can be adjusted mm. um, depending on your horse's back. So um, Danny, who's the owner of the company and the guy that fits your saddles, his whole theory is if your saddle is the same on both sides, it's not going to fit your horse because no horse is the same on both sides of their back. So he'll 
change the width of the saddle and then change the kind of um, air pressure on one side or the other to make the saddle like perfectly fit the horse. And then, which is awesome, like that's great, but this is a part that's really awesome. Then in two months after you've done like 10 gallops and your horse is about ready to go to a four star and his back is totally different, Mm -hmm. he comes out and refits it. And he can do it as many times, you know, as many times as your horse, like some horses, maybe they're not going to change as much, but like a upper level horse, their backs are changing by like weight. I mean, my horse's weight changes dramatically throughout the year. Um, so he comes out like three times a year, three or four times a year and refits it. And, um, it makes such a huge difference, even for the silliest reason and the difference in how I can sit the trot. Like when he refits it, I'm like, Oh my God, I can sit the trot again. Um, so they're so the to answer your question, they're custom to like your size. Like he'll you know make them whatever seat and whatever length um, flap you need. But the tree and the you know air panels that could go that could fit your first horse of your career, and then it could continue to fit until your last horse of the career because it can be changed for every single horse wow. you gotcha. have. So you never need to buy another saddle again. That's cool. Design. Awesome. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's why we like the. The only problem is it's making me so obsessed with saddle fit that I feel like I have to have a different saddle for every single horse in my barn. Because once you realize how good it feels to have gotcha. a saddle like perfectly fit your horse, <laughs> you you refuse to have it any other way. DK's got to step up and just start sending some boxes. Let's go. They just got the big That's shout right. out. They're going to blow That's up after right. this, Lillian. It's going to be all because of you. So That's DK, right. got to get on it. Let's go. Lillian needs what? Yeah. What, are we, what are we? More shooting saddles. For? Six, More six saddles. of each. Six of each, right? That's right. <laughs> 18 exactly saddles. Right. Come on. But just think, DK's, they're going to blow up. They're going to have to build a new factory after this right? episode. Yeah. So you're such a good ambassador for them. Right. Awesome. <laughs> Lillian, you're the best. Uh, so Lillian, um, how can our listeners uh, follow you on social media or, and do you have a website? So I have a website, LillianJHerd.com. Um, but the best place to check up with me is on Facebook. Um, it's uh, LJH eventing. Is that what it is on Facebook? It's Lillian J. Hurd eventing. Yeah. Okay. Lillian J. Hurd eventing. I should know my own Facebook page. <laughs> and That's what Lillian Hurd. Friend me on Facebook. I I am accept everybody's friend request. <laughs> Lillian Hurd on Facebook. It's um, true. She even accepted me. She even accepted me, Karen. <laughs> I'm always posting sales horses and, uh, you know, what's going on. And then I have an Instagram, but I'm sort of. I'm a little bit slow on my Instagram, but I'm trying to get into it. I'm trying. I'm working on Instagram's being more like the hip, hip young kids and <laughs> Snapchatting and tweeting. And, no, I'm never going to get into all that, but I do like Instagram. So <laughs> check me out there too. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so yeah, much. This was great. It was nice to get to know you a little bit finally. And, uh, you know, having you come on the, on the show and, well, Thanks for having me. It's, it's been fun. For the record, Karen definitely thought that answer was Lillian's a better rider than Ryan. Right, Karen? That was your answer, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be, I've got to be careful. <laughs> you probably never listen to an interview, so it would be okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. So, listen, hey, thank you so much for yeah, coming on the show. We really great. appreciate it. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Remember to subscribe to Major League Eventing's podcast and give us a rating on iTunes and Stitcher. And you can always contact us at MajorLeagueEventing at gmail.com. Cheers. Cheers.